seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless soul, with Aaron and Rohit world. It's a hopeless soul, with Aaron and Rohit world. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 101 of The Hopeless Show. We survived all the outreach, all the love from episode 100. Thank you, thank you, thank you everyone for all the, the, new, all the new listeners that came in and all the great uh, comments we got. Thank you so much. But we're here to keep moving forward. This is episode 101 of The Hopeless Show. How's it going, Aaron? You know, it's going pretty good. I wouldn't say I'm at a 10, but I wouldn't say I'm at a one. It's just, I'm like, today I'm like a six. Six. Okay. Okay. You know, it's like one of those blase, eh, end of March, into April. Yesterday, yesterday was like the 10. Yesterday was the 10. So you shouldn't feel bad because people tell me I'm no greater than a six every day of the year. <laughs> so. Didn't we all discuss that we're all at least <laughs> 6.9? <laughs> we, and we won't get into that we won't get yes, into that yes. but uh uh yeah like yesterday which we'll get into more i won't do much about this but we we had opening day we had baseball opening day which was just for right i i just forgot i i didn't forget but i did forget a little just how great when baseball starts even though we had the wbc which was really cool too uh just how how much baseball is part of Americana and when it starts, it's really exciting. And this year it's extra exciting because they have all these new rules. So the games are really fast paced mm -hmm. and fast. And it's just action the whole time. Like, like there's constantly pitches and hitting and, and all the, and steals and it's it just, eh, I sh I'll yeah. wait. Oh, well, wait. It just oh. was awesome. Yeah. Our great, great, great grandparents are rolling in their graves. But. Yeah, <laughs> but we're like, this is the, this is the TikTok generation, uh, <laughs> yes, baseball. Is, you're right. This is when baseball meets TikTok and we're going to hit TikTok as a big topic early in this show. Anyway, it's a bit of a tease. Well, and, and we're also part of, uh, the whole theme of the show is fantasy and reality and, and just a little update on what's to come uh, next week. We have another amazing guest. And I don't want to give too much away, except he's a star in a totally different thing than we've really touched on on this show before. And I I can't wait to to have this uh, have him on our show. I don't know how else to yeah to hint it without uh, hinting. In the male stripping industry, right? Yes, his name is Math Ma Magic Mort. Magic Mort, yeah. No, it's we don't have a male stripper this time. We're saving that for episode one ten. Yeah. But we will. Uh, we keep we will getting be... kicked out of the male strip clubs, so yeah, yeah. Nobody will talk to us anymore. In the they're industry. they're annoyed. So yeah, we can't wait to bring our guest next week, and we uh, we do hope, and we'll get back to this a little more that you liked and enjoyed. Graham uh, it was a pleasure to have him on, and if you haven't listened to it all yet. We have the full episode. I mean, the full interview has been uploaded, so you can you can listen to the entire Graham interview, not just the first twenty minutes, which is right after episode one hundred. 
Mm-hmm. Did I cover everything? I think you did cover everything, Aaron. So is it time to just jump into topic one? Yeah, I think we should. Um, you know, topic one is uh, has been the top, top. I think a lot of people's minds. If if you know you've been paying attention to the news, and this is the whole thing about TikTok being banned, and there's been oh. a bipartisan bill that uh, has been kind of getting pushed through. Uh, that is really, really uh, kind of put the spotlight on TikTok, data privacy, our relations with China. And I think there's been a, a lot of, you know, interesting discussion. And, and Aaron, I, and I think I'm going to get to some of the hopelessness in a second, but I think just to kind of give a brief, brief sort of overview, there is, uh, you know, we do obviously need to be worried about privacy and our national security. And that is always something to be considered, to be considered, uh, to always consider, excuse me. Now, I love you, when you miss words and when I, I miss know, words, I it just, it's like, uh, it warms my heart and I hope it warms your heart when I do it. It's, it is because you know, we're just glitching. We are just, <laughs> we're AI. We're um, AI. Yes. We're AI. So, so sorry, continue. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I think one of the big concerns is that, any company that operates out of China, any sort of you know platform, social platform, news platform, everything, they need to have, and it's not a conspiracy theory, it's literally written, like the Chinese government has to have a direct backdoor into any of these platforms and for monitoring, censorship, and being able to sort of go after individuals that might break some of some laws or some of the, the common etiquette that China expects of its citizens. Now, when we have... Uh, certain apps and platforms that originate from China have a stake of ownership in China. This is always something to be concerned about. And this is, I think, at its root, what is being presented to the American voter um, as a sort of a, a point to be concerned about. Now, what has been actually happening in around this whole ban TikTok sort of bipartisan approach is that there is, it's centered around something called the Restrict Act. Now, the Restrict Act, what that does, it actually is being considered uh, as the Patriot Act 2.0 for a modern era. And what that means is it allows, it actually gives the government unprecedented access to read your emails, read your DMs. Yeah. Right? to go into any citizen's device. That's one part of it. And and it then another part, it actually gives um, someone that is, uh, I think Secretary of Commerce, it gives them the ability to actually declare cyber war on another nation Ooh. should they feel that interests are compromised. They can actually go outside of Congress and then declare this. The third thing that is in this REACT Act Besides being used to spy on Americans under the guise of, you know, national defense is that it actually doesn't even mention TikTok or ByteDance, its parent company anywhere in the bill. They don't even mention TikTok or ByteDance because That's they want absurd. to leave this open ended. Oh. And it is absolutely terrifying. And, you know, for me, I, I'm not a big, huge uh, government fan. Um, not a, they're not in my the MySpace top eight. But the <laughs> I I feel really hopeless that there is a bipartisan approach. Um, 
and there was a little glimmer of hope that I thought was actually the most beautiful thing where Rand Paul from Kentucky that guy and AOC <laughs> that what? okay keep you've uh, yes they kind of took the same side and have managed to stall this bill for now what's because their side that this is an attack on Americans it's an attack on privacy it's an attack on business um and it is absolutely a dangerous dangerous bill remember once you have the government once the government takes away your rights you never ever 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 get them back it's never happened once literally never once um when a right has been given up um and so yeah my hopelessness comes aaron that this might just be a temporary stall of this this act oh and i don't i have hope for you please right away. please bring it please i just i have i don't think this is gonna happen I just don't, I don't see it happening. It'll be one of those things that's reworked and reworked. There's, and all, in general, and you, you know this, in general, a bill doesn't uh, get past the first go around. It gets rewritten and rewritten. And I believe if I read correctly, Biden is not really supportive of it yet. So, and he has to be. So, and, and you have AOC and Rand Paul not supportive of it. So you do have two, not two, uh, two Fire kind of, brands. yeah, two extremes yep. on either side, yep. not, not supporting it. And I'm pretty sure Biden is also not supportive of it yet. So if you have those three, there's just no way. And what I, what brings me hope, uh, to what you just said is you agree with something that AOC did, which if if you've listened to this show for a while, you know that uh, Rohit is not a big fan of AOC. Mm-mm. And so what this proves to me is that there's a gray area to everything in life for the most sure. part. And for Rohit to agree with something AOC did is uh, I commend you for for uh, for being for being able to say that publicly. Uh, yeah, and I will say, if AOC says to be nice to trans people, I agree with her. If AOC says, hey, the environment's important, I agree with her. Um, I don't agree with any of her actual bills that she puts in uh, because none of them actually make any financial or actual sense in any way whatsoever. Um, so she she may not be the sharpest knife in the drawer. She's more like a spoon. But um, <laughs> she's, you know, I think she, she has her heart in the right place sometimes. Um, so I will agree with her at times, but yeah, she, she's, she's, yeah, I'll say no more. Cause I, I would like to have this show not be canceled. And yes, you're no, you you did a good job there. And I was just checking and it seems like Biden is not for this bill. I hope so, not. And the crazy part is though, so man, then it can't pass. Uh, you know what, what has caused a lot of the momentum behind this sort of, this bill um, is actually uh, in talk of privacy and everything like that has actually been Meta, and Meta has sort of um, been really putting a lot of money into the push into the lobbying for this privacy bill, so they can seem like the now they're the privacy good guys, which they're not. No, but also they want to knock off their biggest competitor. Yeah, that's what it is. They just want to make yep. more money because yep. TikTok's hurting them. Yeah, and I will say this, Mark Zuckerberg. I like you less than AOC. 
So it's uh, so <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of bad people to go That's around. She's anti- not a bad she's not a bad person. It's just because you don't like it's because you, it's because you don't like Jews. We we know that you don't like Jews. That, yeah, I, and Zuckerberg's I would never, a Jew. I would never co-host with one. Never. <laughs> if you ever see me doing that, just let me know, okay, Aaron Wolf. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is disgusting. I mean, ew. Ew. Like, I mean, I'd be able to tell them where they because of their horns and stuff. Do you see um, my horns today? I know, listeners, you can't see him, but I have three. <laughs> oh, no. You can only see two on his head. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I hope I've given you hope. There's no way think, this one's going to pass. Honestly, I think you have. And I think if It's anything, not a complete bill. It's not, no, it's not getting to... And these bills, they throw them out there. They try to get everything in. So I guess in this case, it's... A bipartisan certain groups of in the bipartisan uh, uh, faction of our yes. of our uh, of our I don't know yeah, I guess the, there's a bipart I guess there is a bipartisan faction but um, the bottom line is it's not going to pass because it's also uh, it's just not there's no way it'll be I, mean, I hope so I mean a version really, could pass but not this yeah and the it's just it, to me it's just absolutely crazy that the government thinks that in order to protect your privacy they need to invade your privacy and that is the scariest saddest thing they they, they pull this under the guise of privacy just to make it about something else and that's what the government does they always say it's about one thing and make it and it's actually about something else so you're right hopefully and hopefully it's just one of those stunts that um that where you know politically biden can come out looking like a hero by saying you know this is not going to happen he's like i save tiktok and keep the young millennial vote um and the young gen z vote so hopefully that is the case it's hopefully it's a political ploy um and yes because anything close to resembling the restrict act will be as bad if not worse than the patriot act so <coughs> and uh so there we go we break let's let's hope kong it right yes yes let's do that aaron i, I think we deserve a hope kong yes. ready we'll do a nice loud one bong <laughs> Oh, let's move to sports. So, big, big week in sports. We hinted on it, and then I promise, if you're not into sports, we have a. We're going to be talking about fentanyl, Amsterdam. Uh, don't worry. There's some Santos. We'll get to yeah, Trump too. There's something too. for everyone. There's we'll something this quickly. D and D. Yeah, we've got a lot of uh, some movies. We've got so much. Uh, so, but right now, sports. So, first of all. A lot of people ask or wonder, why do people play fantasy, like baseball, football, whatever? And to, to me, Rohit, it means something far more than just having the players that you don't know mm-hmm. be on your team so that you can follow them. It's really about camaraderie with different groups of friends and it keeps you in touch because you have to be with friends from all over the country or world just because uh, you're in this one thing together that you all enjoy. Like I was just texting with a friend from in that's in South America because he's in a league and we, we just made a trade and he's whatever, how many, I don't know, a hundred million miles away deep in South America. And I think it's about camaraderie 
and it it just it's about and it's about it's about friendship. Yes, it gives friends something to talk about. And I know there's this whole toxic view that you know, it's old school perspective that oh, men sports women gossip and it's just like some dumb you know it's like it's outdated many women play fantasy sports many men love gossip but i what i do think it is it's in the reason that those stereotypes exist is because there's only so many conversations you can have with your friends like oh how are your kids great exactly how they were the last time you asked right who are you dating who are you dating oh cool i've never met her i can't wait to meet her end of conversation yeah, when does that ankle bracelet come get taken off by the police? You know, there's only so many times you can ask that. Um, I'm tired of answering that question. And how are the, your bowel movements? Yeah, exactly. And what it does, what fantasy sports does, it gives people something to talk about that can be a common experience. Not everybody shares this, the experience of their friends' kids, but they all can share the experience of sports and watching them at the same time and following these players along and give them something to keep like excited for and in the same way someone would be like oh my god did you hear that kim kardashian uh fucking got her toes amputated uh she didn't but that's like in the same way it's like oh my god did you hear o'neill cruz hit a home run in his first game of this season you know yeah like oh my god and i had that i predicted it it's like and that's more interesting than kim kardashian getting her toes amputated like i actually don't know about that one. I get, I get pretty bad. I have O'Neal Cruz on my fantasy team. Me too. And yeah. uh, so I think it's cooler than like, <laughs> see, this is, this is the thing. Like, like there's no fantasy league for like celebrities getting their toes amputated, but there is a fantasy league for baseball stats. Yes. So and what matters more to you? Exactly. And I think like what, I think what Aaron and I are trying to kick off this segment with is that we've had some fantasy baseball drafts recently, and we're about to talk about baseball for just a couple minutes. But what we love is that when the baseball season starts, fantasy baseball season starts, it is a really magical, wonderful time because not only does it bring us closer to the game that we love, that Aaron played pretty at a high level, even through college. Um, And, you know, we are big baseball fans, and we're so fucking excited to get back together with our teams, smell the grass, having these conversations with our friends and it, it's something that's going to last us for the next six months and it's really really special um it is so, and yeah, and also and it's extra cool because there is this there's like all these new rules so yeah. if you're if you're like oh baseball's too slow or i'm not a big watch it now it's like one a game is like two and a half hours max yeah. for the most part and it's like that's like length of an NBA game at this point. Like the length of an NBA game, the innings, like it's pitch after pitch. There's there's a mm-hmm. clock, so there's no time yep. to wait. You're just seeing pitches, and and then there's bigger bases, so there's a lot of stealing. There's more hits. It's just, it's like, it's really fun. <laughs> it's yeah. And, and this is coming from two people who love the old way, and this yes. newer way yes. is like even more fun. Like Aaron and I were Waldorf and Statler. Those two grumpy Muppets sitting up in the balcony, like, wow, where's all these changes? Why yeah. are they changing? This stinks. And now we're like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, this <laughs> is great. <laughs> yeah. This is great. I was saying that all along. This is great. <laughs> so. Like, it, the only negative, the only negative before we get to our predictions and then move to Hope in 60 is this. When you're at a game, mm-hmm. But I think Brad, who we've talked about on this show a bunch, had a solution. When you're at a game, you use the lengthy innings to go get food, beer, oh. et cetera. And now 
you're not going to want to leave your seat much. Like yesterday at the uh-huh. Dodger game, like, you know, people in LA fans are known to like leave early. No Did one was go? leaving early. No, I didn't go. Okay, yeah. But um, I watched it and uh, uh-huh. nobody's leaving early and it's very, there's no time. Like if you get up for five minutes to go wait in a line, you're going to, you could miss like two innings. You could miss a yeah. full inning and yep. a lot of action. So, but Brad did have a good solution for that problem. He said two beers and a shot. And what he meant by that is when you get to the game, and this is for drinkers out there. If you don't drink, you could substitute two hot, two hot dogs and a soda, whatever it might be. But he said two beers and a shot. So that means when you get to the game, get there a little early, go okay. get a shot of something that you want, like tequila, uh-huh. let's say a shot of tequila, and just get two beers. And there you have, for, for the game, you have... You have what you need. You're set. Right. You're going to enjoy it, and you don't have to get up. And I like that strategy. It's pretty smart. Yes, take care of it. And I don't care if the beer's a little bit warm. Whatever. No, I mean, it's better can... than getting up. And, and after the first one, you probably won't really care what the second one tastes like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they have to be tall boys. So that way you can make sure that it's not like, you know, yeah. It's For, not the shorties. Not the shorties. So, I, Brad, great suggestion Excellent if you're suggestion. if you're listening. And uh, and so now we, we've got to do the... The predictions. Yes. We do this yes. every every year now. Yep. And so we're gonna predict the American League winner. Wait, what? What do we always do? The we we go with the six divisions. We'll pick right. up, we'll pick six a divisions. Each of those divisions, and then uh, our eventual World Series matchup. All right. So which division will we start with? And again, let's if you're not with... interested in baseball, just go right to where we start. Hoping sixty. Hey, but... listen, you're a Dodgers guy. We're recording LA. Let's start with the National League, and let's go from east to west, though. Okay, east um, to west. Yes. Uh, wow, the East is tough because the Mets and the Braves both had their best pitchers get hurt yesterday. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go weird and I'm gonna say the Phillies. Ooh. Okay. I mean Bryce and Trey, that's a nice dark horse uh candidate. Um, I think the NF, the NL East is the NL beast uh, this year. That's not, um, and my pick is probably wrong, but I just, okay. I just felt like saying the Phillies. I like it. All right. I got Mets. You got Phillies now to the central. Um, you know, we've got some young teams. I feel, I feel this is going to be the Cardinals this year. Um, unfortunately it's probably the Cardinals. Yeah. I, wanna I want to say the Brewers Milwaukee, but, or I think yeah. the Cubs could be sneaky. But really, yeah, maybe, maybe Cody at Bellinger as a turnaround. Should I just go weird and say the Cubs just to make it interesting? Sure. Sure. I don't know if I'd advise it, but I like it. Um, all right. So you've got Cubs. I've got cards. And now for the NL West, Aaron. So after much thought and consideration, and I would not have said this before yesterday, just to, you know, I would not have mm-hmm. said this before yesterday. But after watching the team play yesterday, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Dodgers to win the West. I like it. I hope it. But I, I'm picking the Padres. Picking the Padres, which is probably, the again, the smart pick. But I liked what I saw yesterday in this team. I mean, between the Giants, who looks look to be resurgent. Yeah, they're Dodgers and Padres. No, the Diamondbacks are also good. Yeah, that, that's another great division. Um, but I'm going to go with the Padres in a really, really close division race winning. Like... Let's say by a game. A game. All right. 
Um, so we have been different on all of these so far. Now let's talk about the American League. Aaron, who do you got in the East? In the East, the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, and I agree with you. You do? Okay. I do. I'm with I you. thought I'm that not. could be a differing one. Mm-mm, no, I, obviously my Baltimore Orioles are there, and I think we have a shot at one of the wild cards this year. Um, just really got to see how well our pitching staff holds up. Um, so, yeah, oh, okay, the so Orioles, I think, will make the playoffs, but I hope the Blue Jays are magical. stacked. Yeah, Blue Jays are awesome, awesome, awesome team. Um, now, Central. Why don't you go first? I'm actually thinking Cleveland pulls something interesting off. Um, I, I really like what they're doing with the Jimenez. I really like you know some of the young players coming up. I think they got a little bit of pitching um, and always love Jose Ramirez. I think I take the Cleveland Indians. I think I agree. Minnesota is going to be very good, but I agree. Yeah. I think the Indians are the, are the team. Cool. So we're both aligned. Toronto, Cleveland. Now for the West. This one is, is tough because these teams all suck. Um, well, they don't all suck. But my heart is going Seattle. Me too. Hey! I, yes. Yes. Right. I think Seattle can do it. All right. Now let's talk World Series. All right. Who will represent the National League in the World Series? After much deep thought and consideration with many great teams, including some wild card teams, I'm going to have to go with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Ooh. I think I think this new look rookie team with no no big signings, small payroll, smaller payroll. I think we're like tenth or eighth instead of first. We're top top rung, but not not a huge payroll. Yeah, and also your pitching, coaching, the way you guys develop pitchers is just out of control. It's so fantastic. So um, yeah, I think I got the Mets. Mets are going to be good. Mets are going to be good. It's it, that really they could do it. Uh all right, so we're differing there. And okay. now American League. Man, there's Oh. Uh, you know, I'm going to go this year with the dream because I'm half Canadian, if you listen to the show, and I have me and my my cousin, we've dreamed of this our whole lives. All of my cousins and my grandpa like our whole family we've dreamed of this and i think this year is the year it will be canada versus america the dodgers versus the blue jays you're two where your heart lies between those two places okay but are you ready for this uh-huh i think the winner will be the toronto blue jays Ooh, that would be something that would be something i think they beat the dodgers in seven my prediction we got ourselves a Subway Series. Mets Yankees. Oh, yeah. that would be yep. epic, too. Yep. There and was the one a long time it. ago. Yeah. And the Yankees take it. And the Yankees take it. Uh, very interesting. So the World Series predictions are in. Mm-hmm. You've heard it here first. Our predictions are always the right predictions, even if yes. we're wrong. Mm-hmm. And can't wait to talk more baseball and sports, but we've got to move on to yes. hope in 60 seconds we have a few of those and then we've got a debate and other some other fun stuff uh coming up on the show yes yes we are powering through this show to bring you all the hopelessness we can fit into an hour um i'm gonna hope gong baseball real yeah. quick got a hope gong baseball idea. that's a great idea bong ba-dong, bong, 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 bong.
Okay, I am going to start with... Uh, let me start the timer. And you folks on the other end are going to hear a very fun you know, timer, a real one. Do, 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 do. All right, let's timer. One minute. And here we go. Okay, this first topic is about fentanyl. Now, um, there is a new bill uh, that was shot down. Um, that was actually what was going to do. It would require the courts to notify people convicted of selling illicit drugs with fentanyl. That if they sell it and it kills someone, that they can be charged with murder. This was a bipartisan bill that was put up, and it was shot down. From by who? It was shot down by. Let's see. The the bill received absolutely zero votes from the Dems on the committee, even though it was a bipartisan bill. Um, it was. Yep. Yeah. How do we? Find you know this. I'm not totally sure that I agree with the bill the way you described it because look, dr drug dealers exist and they don't know if like the weed might be laced with something or whatever it might be. So I don't know if, I think it has to be case by case. I don't think that, uh, as you said, you've said before about some of these bills, like a generalization, a sweeping bill that applies to everyone for this while fentanyl is a terrible problem i don't think that there should be a sweeping legislation that in every case this is what happens so i know we're past the 60 second mark but don't you feel that it would help curb the amount of fentanyl that's being illicitly put into drugs when people aren't asking for it if you as a dealer knew that if you were dealing some shit with fentanyl and it killed somebody that you should that you could face time like why like but I don't think I, th I think most most dealers are not doing that purposely. I think maybe there's other people above, but a, a drug dealer. Why would a drug? I'll ask you this. Why would a drug dealer put fentanyl in one of their clients uh, pills? Let's say. Why would a d drug dealer do that? Because then that d that customer dies and they don't get more money from that customer. I mean, over 150 people die from overdoses related to synthetic opioids like fentanyl every day. Absolutely. And in I, But I don't think this bill it's it's not punishing probably the person that should be punished for like to pun to punish basically the middleman, the per, the guy on the street who's making his living selling drugs, which we we don't uh, on this show uh promote drug dealers, but we but I don't think that they're the person who's trying to murder someone. I, I mean, that, I just don't think in a lot of cases that's the case. So I'm, I'm, but, I don't think I'm for but this. But in the either. case, though, where it is laced with fentanyl, they got to track it down. It, it's, it's not they, being punished right now. So it I'm should be that. I like that idea that if they track it down to the supplier, they should be charged with murder. But the middleman, it's like saying that this is turning into a debate, which is kind of interesting, but this is, uh, it's rare for Hope and 60. That's like saying that the car salesman should be the one sued if they sell the Toyota to a um, customer and that Toyota happens to be a, a bunk Toyota that like where the engine explodes and the person dies. And 
yes, one thing is a legal thing and one thing is an illegal thing, but you, the drug dealer, the basically the middle pers person who gets it from cartels or whoever they might get it from is the middle person. So they're not the, they're not the, they're like, they maybe should get in trouble, but I don't think they should be charged with murder. I don't know. I mean, what fentanyl is a much, much cheaper alternative to other opioids that are in demand and it's indistinguishable visually. So what a time, a lot of times these dealers will actually cut their product with fentanyl. So if that's so found that, out, then those should be convicted of murder. But I don't think all right, of them right now, should this be. Bill, this bill doesn't allow that. This, this right, the bill, because the bill didn't pass, they can't go after that. They can't even approach it. Well, they need they to rework, it after. should rework the bill so it's not as black and white. And I haven't read the bill. I just am going by your explanation. I just think yeah, it's, it's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's. I want people people who do the crime should get charged and convicted of the crime. But if it's like your Joe Schmoke college kid who like grabs a bunch of pills from a guy and is selling them, thinking it's like some ecstasy. And then it, they have no clue that it has something else in it. And then someone dies of fentanyl from it. I don't think that kid in college who has a, you know, who's doing this to make some money. Not that I, uh, you know, think that that's a good thing to do. But I'm saying that kid should not be charged with murder. Well, maybe it'll, if that happens, you know, then maybe there'll be fewer fentanyl deaths and people dying, you know, from shipping laced well this became a little debate so i'm curious what our listeners think yeah. do they agree with with pro with the, my pro drug dealer <laughs> stance <laughs> i'm not actually it just it just feels a little more gray than what the bill seems to be about but um let's move on because we went way over 60 and you have all right one. cool this next one i'll try to make it quick this one is called lease 259 and what lease 259 is it is um a new initiative from uh, President Biden's Department of the Interior, and they're offering up a huge area of the Gulf, um, f about the size of Italy, so that they can extract 4.4 trillion cubic feet of gas over the next 50 years. Um, this comes just after two weeks of uh, Biden's approval of the Willow Project, which is a drilling endeavor in the remote tundra of Alaska that earns 600 million barrels of oil. Now, um, how do we find hope in this when I th thought that we were going to try and stop drilling? Um... What part of Alaska and what part of the Gulf? Because there's some cool parts. <laughs> maybe it's the parts we don't like. Oh, okay, okay, great. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. It's it'll kill the the wolves and the polar bears and the the seals that are the jerk ones. <laughs> yeah, great. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I, I, there's my hope. Great. Okay, because I don't know unless you have a really quick answer. Go, but yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of planet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The party that I thought I supported because for environmentalism, but here we go. Anyway, all right. Let's consider Hope Find. Yes, because only the jerk animals are going to die. <laughs> yeah. Um, great. The bad seals. Um, now it's time for our debate. And, <laughs> and, and rem just remember for people listening that. This this show is also supposed to bring humor to your life, so it's not necessarily exactly <laughs> what our opinions are. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, now, Aaron, so and listeners, 
this is time for our debate, but we're going to spice things up a little bit going forward. Mm-hmm. Now, there's been a lot of debates in the past where Aaron and I both end up on the same side, and that's not any fun. So what's going to happen is I'm going to talk about this topic, and we're going to flip a coin about what side we have to decide, <laughs> we have to defend. Yes. <laughs> and we have to mean it, and we got to go into it, okay? Let's go. All right. Now, the topic is about <laughs> Amsterdam. And what is happening in Amsterdam is that they have launched a new anti-tourism campaign that's targeted very specifically at British men aged 18 to 35. (laughs) Telling these men very specifically, stop coming to Amsterdam because what they're doing is they're getting really drunk, they're getting handcuffed. Um, There's so many mugshots of British people, uh, these British men. And they're just causing trouble. They're doing a lot of stuff like um, steak and strip nights where they just like get steak and then they go fuck all the hookers in the red light district. And they're like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Um, People are also like, how can you have an anti-tourism campaign just against a very small amount of people? So, Aaron, you and I are going to flip which side to defend. Okay. All right. Uh, I have a coin right here. Okay. Okay. It's two sides. One side. We'll call this the heads. Mm-hmm. This is has the Lumen Industries um, yes. side of it on this coin uh, logo. And what the is that? Has the Lumen Drop logo. Okay. Okay. This is from Severance. From the show Severance. Okay. The heads will defend Amsterdam. Okay. okay. The tails with this drop is going to defend the Brits. Okay. And, and go again and say this is wrong. Okay. And defend or... or Call Amsterdam out on this. I'm okay. Flip a coin. What do you pick? Heads or tails? Heads. Oh wait, no. How does that work? I already said which one. So heads will be uh, the. Oh wait. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, I'll flip it for you. Whichever one it lands on is the side that you're going to take. Yeah. So okay. heads is. Uh, you defend Amsterdam. Heads, I defend Amsterdam. Tails is you go against Amsterdam. Ready? Yep. Oh, right. this is good. Shit. Okay, you're defending Amsterdam. <laughs> okay, I have to go against Amsterdam with this. Okay. Um, All right, go Aaron, first. Can... You go first. Okay. Well, I would like to make a case against the Brits. No, yes. I have to make a case for the Brits. For God the Brits. Damn it. Okay. Okay. No, no, that's that's me. You're you just broke rule number one. You're being negative. You are you're you're for you're for the Brits. Go. I'm, I'm pro Brits. Yes. Pro yes. Brits. Yes. Yes. I think that this. This law, this new tourism campaign, I think is an injustice. This is something that is targeting an individual group of people. If you were to say, have in any other country saying, oh, hey, we don't want Indians coming here. We don't want Indian men. We don't want Chinese women coming here. We don't want like Swedish teenagers taking a trip to here or wherever. You would be under a lot of fire. Um, and. I think a tourism, an anti-tourism campaign targeting a very specific group of individuals, while hilarious, um, also ignores the fact that the dirty fact that Amsterdam seems to want to hide, that the majority or a good amount of their tourism dollars comes from these very same people they're trying to not have uh, come here anymore or tell them to stay away. And the money that these people are spending on all the weed cafes, on all the food, on all the drugs, on all the the red light prostitutes, that is actually driving their tourism economy. And 
I don't know how they can single out one specific region of men, um, but I think it's it's quite concerning. Well, how do you stand Amsterdam. Well, as Amsterdam, I think you are completely wrong. Look, there are good people, the rest of the world, and then there are Brits. <laughs> and and I am sick of going to Amsterdam and seeing these odd toothed weird accented destructive males <laughs> taking our beloved prostitutes and our beautiful weed from the good people of the rest of the world i i am vehemently against the brits coming to our beautiful amsterdam and i cannot wait until this passes and they are banned so everyone else can enjoy our beautiful prostitutes, our great weed, our, our wonderful food, our beautiful booze. Have you ever been to the Amstel factory? It is great. It is great. Except when no, the Brits are there. there. Yeah, when the Brits are there, they take <laughs> advantage. They're the ones who drink extra sips of the weed and their teeth get even rottier. It is disgusting. I am sick of the Brits coming to beloved Amsterdam. They piss in our canals. I mean... Everyone else around the world, they respect our city. But those Brits, ugh, disgusting. I mean, here's the thing. We Brits may get a bad rap for showing up to Amsterdam. Um, and yes, there was uh, one of the uh, shop owners, um, actually former mayor. He invited Boris Johnson um, oh, to, oh, to, to see, the worst. To, see to, to witness what is, is his own people are doing. We want and Putin. We want Trump. We want the good leaders. We want Trudeau, everyone else, except for Boris Johnson or who, what's the one now? Yeah. Uh, oh, was Theresa May? Yeah, she didn't, she didn't make it too long. Yeah. I don't remember. What, um, we don't, we don't want any there. British leader to come. Oh yeah. It's the Indian dude. Yeah. We um, definitely don't want him. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. Um, so this is, he, he goes, he, he proceeds. He says, they don't wear a coat as they slalom through the red light district. They sing, you'll never walk alone. They're dressed as rabbis or rabbits or priests. And sometimes they're not dressed at all. I'd love to invite Boris here to witness it. Um, and I think this is an unfair characterization. <laughs> not all of us are dressed like rabbits or priests uh, in the red light district. You disgust as... us. You disgust <laughs> us. You fake rabbis, you fake priests. You know who we'd love to have here? North Koreans. They're better than you. <laughs> I just think that this is this is going against Amsterdam's like fully acceptance of everybody. We accept. Kim Jong-un, come. Enjoy the fruits of our prostitutes. Yeah. I just feel. <laughs> okay. Well, well let, let, us, know let us know, listeners, uh, who you agree with in this debate. Uh, yeah. Amsterdam or the Brits? Yeah, I mean, I think you may have swayed me just by me reading like, damn citations. <laughs> like, what the hell are the Brits doing, man? Um, yeah, I think I think Aaron wins this debate um, because, yeah, there's even uh, billboards that say "We live here." Um, that it's, it's like Target. It's like stop this. So if you have to put up that kind of shit, yeah, I can't. I really can't defend the Brits here. No, um, Aaron, you win. Oh, um, okay, thank you. And now yeah. we get to go right into. Are one of our, our favorite new uh, newer topics, MAGA Mondays. Again, we don't record this show on Monday. It has nothing to do with Monday. It's just the only thing that has an M and a week and a day of the week on it. So MAGA Monday it is. And my personal favorite po politician right now, 
George Santos. Do do you know if you know what he did? I don't want you to guess it. But if you don't know what he did, please uh, try to guess. Oh God! Did he claim to write a book that he never did? He's done that before, but no, oh, not this okay. week. This goes back to this fantasy and re- reality theme where he lives in a, a fantasy world and then there's the reality world. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Yesterday, <laughs> George Santos, God love this man, put out a, a tweet, a video where he had a Mets jersey on saying how much he loves the Mets. Which is awesome, both for people who think the Mets are funny (laughs) and for the world, because people, Mets fans were disgusted by this. They were so pissed. And I I think George Santos, like, of course, yes, you are allowed to love the Mets. Uh, It's just, it's just just so you know, in this video, um, (laughs) he, uh, (laughs) <laughs> the Mets fa- Mets fans were were not um, pleased with George Santos, and he said, "As as a good old Mets fans, I know you guys aren't going to be playing until April six back home, but a good old fashioned let's go Mets." <laughs> and he's dressed in his house in his Mets jersey, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and then other people were saying it's going to leak that he's a Phillies fan. <laughs> <laughs> so God love this man for all the entertainment that he brings to our world. Uh and I don't know what you think about this this piece of MAGA Monday, but God love this man. Yeah. Oh my he just, god. He, poor Mets fans. He, uh, poor, he just poor Mets and you know this just jinxed your World Series bet uh bet of the Mets winning uh uh going to the World Series. Or maybe it helped him. Oh God! I mean, yeah. Oh, I I don't know if there's any success that can be associated with George Santos. So poor Mets, he's he's cursed them. Very sorry for my orange and blue friend. Success. The man is in Congress, <laughs> despite all of this. He is a congressman in Queens, where the Mets play, and he oh, represents man. a piece of Queens. This man is all success. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. Well, let's let's just see if George Santos is the Mets' lucky rabbit foot. He might just be, and and so there's another piece of Maga Monday. Before we go into topic two, uh, this piece of Maga Monday is so I decided after the Trump indictment announcement, um, I decided to talk to a bunch of Republicans friends about this issue um and most of them actually all of them but one that i talked to are sick of trump they don't care what it is they just want someone else to be the candidate and they want him to go away and they want him out of the news and they are just so sick of his antics and his election denying and all that stuff like he's still claiming that he won and just that stuff. But then there's one person, I'll just call him Q, uh, who 
refuses to say that Trump lost. So I, I've called him a cult, a cultist because he just follows what anything that uh, Trump says, and and he believes that the that Trump still that won the election, and or he says at least this is what he said to quote: half of the country is at the very least skeptical, unless you're living under a rock or you're you follow dumb news. So he thinks that half the country or more thinks at the very least they're not sure if Biden won this election. So I wrote him back and said, that's just not true. You live in a cult. I put my, fa- my life savings and my families and everything I have on half of the country not being skeptical or not believing that Biden won the election. And what I, what I bring, why I bring this to you Row it for MAGA Monday is I love an insight into different thought processes that go on in. This is an educated person. This is a person who uh, has a job and isn't what some people think of a, as a typical like MAGA going rah rah person. And just to think that over half of the country, he sure doesn't think that Biden won this election is beyond me including all the Republicans I talked to, are just sick of all this stuff. And they voted for him twice, and they're just sick of it. Well, you know, I think we've covered this on a lot of other episodes, and I think... But you know, this, is, this, this is a new level, I think. Over half of the country? Yeah, that, I think I'm going to use some numbers. Mm-hmm. Just show the receipts, man. Show the receipts. So yeah. that's what I have for MAGA Monday, and the reason I bring that up, because it leads into topic two this indictment and we're not going to cover the indictment like the news is right now because it's already overplayed but here's my topic and i really want to just hear your thoughts um and bring me a little bit of hope because i look at what is happening with trump um and the new york indictment as like what happened to al capone and for those who don't know what happened to Al Capone, he was, he had so much power in New York and he ended up going down, even though he was charged with so many other things. And he ended up going down for a simple thing. Was it wire fraud or something? I forget. It was, it was something. Yeah, they, they got him on something minor. Something very, very minor. And with the Trump thing, and I'll just say, give one, uh, there was a, a race act that him and his dad did 50 years ago where they were charged for, I'm, I'm not going to quote it correctly or anything, but they were charged with, eva- with basically being racist, with not letting, uh, I think, Jews and people of color rent their apartments. And, mm-hmm. um, and they were charged with it. it. From everything I read about this a long time ago, they were guilty, but they had a lot of power and money and New York was pretty corrupt and they didn't get charged with it. So just that alone was the start of a bunch of shady things that have happened over the years. And to me, I think just like Al Capone, this is the thing that got Trump for now. Maybe Georgia will get him too. Maybe Florida. There's a lot of other things he's uh, he's being charged with right now. But I believe this is the thing that got him. I don't think this is the thing we necessarily need to just be focused on. Um, and I think too many people are focusing on just this one thing. 
like it's the big thing. And to me, it's just the thing that got him. When I think 50 years ago, what, he, what him and his father did should have gotten them then, but because of money and corruption, it didn't. And then there would never be a Trump family legacy. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think this this just this. So I'm not about. Remember, I'm not talking about this. I'm not talking about this as one thing. I'm talking about this is the thing that got a man who has sure. lived a life of getting away with many crimes. And I agree. I think I agree. If Donald Trump is guilty, he should pay the. He should do the time, and he should be punished accordingly. No one should be above the law. Which just puzzles me is that this dude is. You know, right now the government's like over eight hundred, and every time they try to like you know you know get him for something, and it's just like they won't give up. Every week it's like a new thing that they're going. Trump's going down for this. It's like it's kind of like it's getting old, um, and for something so minor for this to be such a big deal, when I just I just want the law to be applied equally. But do you? But I want. But do you want, see the Al Capone comparison? I do, but why are you not using that same comparison for the Clintons? Oh, I'm not, so much I'm not bringing foundation. This is the thing I don't want to. I don't want to with this topic go to other because then it goes on forever. Of course, there's lots of uh, there have been many different corruptions and different things. I'm talking about just this specific instance with sure. And here's the thing: Al Capone was a known gangster, but I don't know what the comparison means when the vast majority of our politicians are corrupt and do illicit and awful and illegal stuff with their campaign donations, the way they even get funding, the way that they're funded through super PACs, the way that they work with lobbyists and all the shit behind the table, like the same people that are all fucking cheering this on are just as fucking guilty, but there's not a witch hunt boner for them. Like there is for Trump. Um, so here's, can I read something to you? Sure. Because this is where I think this man is different than the others. Not because of the what you just said. I'm not going one way or another with that. I know there's there have been many of those things. I'm talking about this is what he this is like a quote from Donald Trump, which is why I believe the the Al Capone uh, comparison is dead on and that this is just the thing that got him. This is a tweet. On, tr- on Truth Social from, Al- from Trump uh, February 1st, two months ago. He said, because of the weaponization, targeting, and unprecedented harassment, I believe that I have more lawyers working for me on this corrupt law enforcement-induced bullshit than any human being in the history of our country, including even the late, great gangster Al Capone. This is all being done for political reasons, blah, 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 blah. And uh, people project, Trump is known to project the thing that he is. And in this case, he literally is projecting what he is. He literally says it. He praises a, a, a bad guy, Al Capone, a bad person who killed many people, saying that he's being weaponized even worse than and he praises that bad guy because he is that. I don't know if he's praising Al Capone, but I the think late great, arguable, the late great. The, the, he said the late great. Yeah, that is, that is kind of a problematic. But I think the, the the overall point is that there's never been an individual in the history of the United States that the government has tried to use leverage their power more to take down than 
Trump. And just, you can probably list, there's over 100 different things. What about the first thing he did? What about the, what was it? The race, I forget the name of it. The racist, uh, it was like the Race Equality Act for 50 years ago so that like African-Americans, Jews, Indians could, would not be uh, told they can't live in an apartment complex. And they broke that law. Like to me, that... I mean, what about Joe Biden passing the 1994 crime bill, which incarcerated more black men again than ever in this? I'm country? talking about one person. I don't want to talk but about yeah, but multiple I, I, but people. You bring up stuff that's in the past that Donald Trump wasn't even in office. He didn't vote on that shit. Like, no, but I just think I'm, this is getting someone who's lived, who ended up being president, never was a politician, lived a has lived a life of crime, and finally got got. Are you saying that the Clintons, the Bidens, and the Bushes have not lived I just lives of crime? That's so. Why are we only going after this one guy? Why are we not? Like, why is ever that can be a different topic equally? That can be a but different the, topic. The, the thing is, the whole thing is that it's the same people that are cheering this on. Like, I'm going to read a tweet from Nancy Pelosi today about the indictment, and this is what she has said, and this is something that is just like what the absolute. Fuck. Uh, it, this is, let me just pull this up really quick. Her tweet is, she says, the grand jury has acted upon the facts and the law. No one is above the law and everyone has the right to a trial to prove innocence. Hopefully the former president will respectfully respect the system, will peacefully respect the system which grants them that right. What she has said is two things in here which are so inflammatory where no one is above the law. She has been fucking found to do insider trading, giving tips to her husband, and nothing has happened to them. Secondly, she says that everyone has a right to trial to prove innocence. That is literally absolutely the opposite of the truth. Only a fascism, only a fascist dictatorship will say that you have to prove innocence. The American fundamental sort of like court, like everything that boils down to the American judicial system is you are innocent until proven guilty. She's saying he has to go to court to prove his innocence. That right there is just the biggest dog whistle for an absolute sort of witch on this is fascist shit man and i'm not saying trump is not guilty because he's probably guilty of these things but why is it not are they not going after other people why is it only him and why does she say he has to prove his innocence they're all like this is this is out of control man like this is absolutely crazy so here's what i'll say to, to end this topic i totally agree with you about that piece about he has a right to prove his innocence that's ridiculous that's not how our system is uh, is built and that was a very, very dumb thing for Pelosi to say. Um, I also still believe what I believe about Trump and Al Capone, and I'm not going to start. We can do other topics for more shows sure. about other politicians and stuff, and we can go into that. I'm just saying with I agree with you about what Pelosi just said, and uh, I also like very much. I'm very uh, passionate about. That, that Trump projects and he even has quoted praising this guy Al Capone who he is exactly like and I uh, think this is just the thing that brought him down other politicians we could talk about with other topics in the coming weeks but I just I, I just yeah I think that I, I don't think that that to me convinces me at all because I think the law should be applied equally and right now you have politicians protecting their friends and then targeting one asshole who is obviously guilty of many things but 
he has to be proven guilty. And they continue to protect themselves and their own friends from doing so much shit. Like, you know, the, the Clinton Foundation, the Hillary Clinton was found that she illegally used campaign finances to fund the Steele dossier and that she was only fined $113,000 FEC fine in 26 for, for her, her role in the Steele dossier in 2016. It's like, oh, sorry, our bad. We <laughs> illegally, where if they're getting Trump for paying a hooker from illegal campaign funds, she literally funded a hit piece, which was proven false from her campaign donations. It was like, ah, I just got to find why is she also not indicted? That is a thing. If only Donald Trump is getting indicted, Donald Trump fucking sucks, but so does Hillary Clinton. She should be getting indicted. And it is, and to me, that is criminal that the law is not being applied equally because it is if the law is not applied equally. That means there is no law. So, and this is why we do this show. Actually, it's not why we do this show, but this is a part of why we do this show is we bring up topics. Sometimes we find hope. A lot of times we find hope. And sometimes we just get into uh, discussion and row it as yeah. a point of view. I'm not even saying I agree or disagree with you on it. I'm just trying to stick to my topic, but I know you feel passionate about your yeah, piece of it. I just it. want the law to be applied. So, I want the law to be applied the same to everybody. Poor people, rich people, Democrats, Republicans. I do, and I, I actually, to, the same to end it, I do agree do with not. that. The law should apply uh, and it, it never is going to happen, but it, it should apply fairly to everyone. And unfortunately, the people yeah. who get it the worst are uh, are the poor are the poor in our country. The poor people they get yep. it the, the worst. People that are affected by crime bills, the people that are affected by government surveillance, people are the normal people are affected the most by the you know hundred something thousand IRS agents, the fucking six hundred dollar Venmo thing. They are attacking us. They're attacking it's the elites that are protecting themselves and choosing sacrificial lambs. Um, and it's the elites that should burn. Yes. But anyway. So, <laughs> uh, and now let's go into, and I'm curious, like, please write in your thoughts on this. Cause it was, uh, it was a, uh, I didn't even want to go to that part of it, but I appreciate you did. Cause yeah. Hey, we need some spice. So now we're going to go to hopeless TV as we round out the show and hopeless TV. We have a few things, Rohit, you're going to start. Cause I know you saw, I want to yeah. see this movie. So I'll talk about the hope that I felt. I went to see the Dungeons and Dragons movie with a good number of my Dungeons and Dragons party <coughs> every Nerd. single week. We cosplayed. I dressed up like a druid. Um, and Coriander dressed dressed up. Um, you know, she had horns and uh, you know. Okay, she's we cool. Had, we had a, we had some good costumes. Um, and the the that. The movie was fun. Unfortunately, I'm still jet lagged, so I, I didn't tell anybody that I went to see the movie with yet. There were six of us yesterday, but I fell asleep for about 30 minutes of the movie. <laughs> but I tried to, I have not admitted it until right now mm. as we're recording this podcast. We bring you the so truth. I, yeah. So my hopelessness was that I'm still so jet lagged, so I might need to re see it. Um, but it was good from what I remember. All right. So this is exciting. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go see this. I've heard it's great, great fun and funny. Yes. Um, and what I really like is you don't need to feel intimidated. If you've never played Dungeons and Dragons or don't even know how Dungeons and Dragons work, that's totally, absolutely fine. It's the most digestible, like it's just a good adventure movie. So um, I can't wait to great. see it. Um, and it gives me hope because I want to go to the theater. And this is, I think what I want to go see John wick and this. So, um, so those are John two wick. big ones. Um, mm -hmm. now I have a hopeless TV. That's really, uh, hopeless where I actually feel hopeless not just because I fell asleep in something which I, is a, a, little, a little bit hopeless but this is yeah. more hopeless I think okay not to compare hopelessness you shouldn't do that every everyone you know equal right equal hopelessness Pete Davidson 
of SNL, formerly of SNL, uh-huh. says yeah. that being the butt of SNL jokes was confusing and his dating life isn't interesting. And this pissed me off. More than anything we've talked about, more than anything we've talked about on this show. This pisses me off because, one, Pete Davidson is funny and he's good at roasting and he's a fun comedian. And for because he's been the butt of jokes, it's confusing when he's been using other people as the butt of jokes for so long that and then he doesn't understand why his dating life is interesting. Are you kidding me, dude? Are you kidding me? You've dated half of the women in our country. <laughs> yeah, he's you're probably dating me right now somebody. Yeah. yeah like yeah like shut up like you're you're supposed <laughs> to be the anti-establishment comedian who doesn't care about this stuff and now you sound pete davidson exactly like one of them give me hope rohit this pisses me off and i'm a fan of his well just know that whoever i think he's dating ice spice now um i don't know you can't keep track. Yeah. His penis has a stories. I, th- I honestly like, I think eventually he's this dating thing will take care of itself. I don't think Pete Davidson's going to age well, but also at this point he's got to be carrying something and spreading something. And I eventually <laughs> think he's going to be cut out of the dating pool, at least the same quality of dating pool that he's currently in. Um, because there's no way this is sustainable. <laughs> uh, can I just read? <laughs> Sorry, can I just read what he, the specifics that he said? Yeah. I'm in my 20s and I've dated people. I have actually shocked he's in his 20s. I thought he would have been in his 30s. Uh, and for some reason, that's very crazy and interesting to people. I don't think it's interesting. And then it goes on to say, during his 2014 to 2022 tenure on SNL, the comedian and actor dated Kim Kardashian, Margaret Qualley, Kaia Gerber, Cindy Crawford's daughter, Margaret Qualley, uh, Andy McDowell's daughter, Phoebe yep. uh, from the leftovers. Phoebe Denver, Emily Rodajkowski, uh, Chase Soy Wonders, uh, and Ariana Grande. And then he goes on to say, Steve Pete Davidson, I've been in show business for like half my life almost, for 14 or 15 years, and on national TV. In 12 years, I've dated 10 people. I don't think that's crazy, but to some people, that's very interesting. That became that's all anyone would talk bad. about. It's that okay. is, I oh, I read that because that is bullshit. There's no way he's, oh, that's the only 10 people he's dated? Just the people that we happen to find out about? Bullshit, Pete. (laughs) Fair, fair. Okay, okay. Stop being one of them. Just own it and just be like, yeah, dude, it's funny. (laughs) Yeah, my dick's about to fall off. This is great. Shut Um, up. All right, so I feel hopeless. Pete Davidson, you got to earn my respect back because that's stupid. Yes. All right, let's move on. Really quick one. This is this one uh, from Hopeless TV is actually about The Last of Us, but The Last of Us in real life. Um, I just I think I put it in the section just because it was with The Last of Us. But right now in India, there's the first ever case of a human being struck down by a killer plant fungus, which has evolved from attacking plants to now being able to attack humans. And uh, what happens is the man uh, he'd been working with these mushrooms, and uh, they eventually started to infect him. Um, and it actually like created like huge abscesses in his throats, um, in his throat, um, multiple throats and yes, all his throats, um, his butt throat, his mouth, throat. his good gag reflex. Um, but fortunately, doctors were able to save his life. Um, Ugh. 
but it seems like right now the doctors, uh, mycologists are saying that over the past couple, several decades, there's multiple new pathogenic fungi that are emerging. Um, and that right now, um, we've also opened Pandora's boxes for newer fungal diseases um, with the change in climate temperature and everything like that. So maybe The Last of Us is going to come true. I have no hope. This is terrifying. I have watched <laughs> most, I've watched five episodes of that show so far, and it's terrifying. It's disgusting. And just the thought of the, even seeing someone in real life have that, like, is grotesque. There's no hope. If, if The Last of Us happens to our society, um, just let, I want to be one of the first to go. Like, I don't want to be the last of us. I want to go quick. I don't, I don't want to. You want to be the, you want to be the I want to be the of first of us. Yeah. I would like to be the first of us. We should make that show. It'll be quick. It'll be like a two minute show. Yeah. Just blow our brains out as soon as we see the first news report. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Done. All right. So now I have hope. I know exactly what I'll do if this happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have one more because we're going, we're going long. So I want to uh, get to our, our last hope in uh, our last uh, hopeless TV. Okay. This weekend, this uh, or past weekend, I don't know what time, what day it is, but recently, the last week, I started watching this show that I recommend to everyone, and I just, I, I wish it wasn't so under the radar because people need to see this show. I watched the first two episodes, and it is fantastic. So I hope everyone gets to experience what I got to experience recently and watch the first two seasons of Ted Lasso because it is a great show, the first two episodes. And if you don't like the first two episodes, by all means, stop. But Ted Lasso is a great show. Are you talking? So you hadn't seen any episodes. No, I've seen, I've seen no week. episodes of this show. Oh, that's so, I'm so happy you got to appreciate that then. Uh, so how far are you right now? I'm two in episodes in and I love it. Total of season one. Yes. And I love it. Oh, amazing. It's a great amazing. show. It's a great show. Have you seen it? So did you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have. Um, but did you know one interesting thing is the very, like one of the opening scenes of Ted Lasso are when they're on the plane. Um, and Ted is sort of like talking to Coach Beard. Hilarious. There's actually people that, that study that scene in terms of how to introduce characters and tell you everything you need to know about these two characters in the matter, in the matter of a single sort of airplane interaction that's a very yeah. short scene. And it's, it's really, it's not just heartwarming, it's really smart and really good. You actually get, you already know a bit about Ted, La it's more Coach Beard. You, you know, you get Ted Lasso pretty quick about yeah. what he is, but you don't know the coach. And in that scene, you do know, then it's like, oh, okay, now I see what his sidekick is like. Now I see the, why they're different and this is going to be extra fun. Well, Aaron, you're in for a treat. I think you're really going to love uh, what you're going to see going forward. And everyone out there, remember, watch it. It's on, if you don't know, it's on Apple TV. Mm -hmm. And uh, the show is called Ted Lasso. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, all right. All right. Fin finally, our last thing we're just we have a submission guess the bts we row it go for it we've done this segment so many times if you don't know what we're talking about uh okay whatever. so what has bts been up to my guess is that one of them is going into professional auto racing <laughs> you finally got it wrong again oh <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, so BTS's Suga is going to give his fans an intimate look inside his life. 
as a solo star in the documentary Sugar Road to D-Day. And I am very curious. I actually will watch this. It's going to be on Disney Plus, and I would love to see what life is like for one of the one of the like Sugar's like the one of the main BTS guys. Like he's got a bunch of earrings. He's the like yeah. you definitely know him. He's the Korean one. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's happening. We're now going to get an inside look into their uh, solo lives and what that's like. And gotcha. So, I mean, being that it's on Disney Plus, we're probably not going to get like the graphic, like groupy situations. Like, I hope they hint at it. They've got to at yeah. least hint at it because these guys yeah. definitely, they Pete Davidson. Yeah. With him and his like Caligula style orgies that they're having <laughs> yeah. like, after shows. Yeah. Uh, if, they don't, if they say they don't, they're lying. So, oh, yeah. So we wrap up this show because we've gone a little long today, but we had a lot to cover and we ended up in a bunch of debates, which was, which was more fun than than, uh, we usually get to. Uh, So submissions, we had got a lot of submissions and people saying how much they loved Graham on the show. And I'm not going to get into all of them, but all that love we appreciate. And we are equally ecstatic that we had Graham Greene on this show, Oscar nominee and, and, person who's been in so many of our favorite films so it was we hope you enjoyed it and again if you haven't listened listen to the uh other episode that's the um continuation of the interview it's about 50 minutes with him total and finally we have hope fulfilled rohit what do we got if you remember episodes and episodes ago we talked about how disney was in trouble with ron DeSantis and they were at war and it was going to cause disney world some problems and i love disney world and was very upset about this do you remember that uh-huh so they that the headline is disney pulls a mousetrap and this gives me a lot of hope disney's king charles clause gives DeSantis and his new governing board a black eye so basically, they tricked him. <laughs> they tricked him. Um, it says there's a lot of little back and forth going on now with the state taking control. But rest assured, you know you ain't seen nothing yet is what DeSantis said. But then the attorney general made public records request to Disney appointed board members. And in the letter, she demands Texan documents. But the bottom line is this whole thing where Florida was going to take control of of uh this disney part of the of uh of florida where they have their own Uh set of rules uh yep they the old board took control before kind of behind their the desantis is back and disney is in uh is going to be keeping their self-governing for so they can keep running disney world without without uh without it getting screwed by whatever laws florida wants to put in place because i believe we need disney world to stay disney world and to not uh get screwed over by politics by politicians yeah and they they um, did they like did some work around i won't get into the details but it makes me feel very hopeful that no governor of of a state can take control of our beloved disney world yes but yeah i mean or rather disney will continue to get special deals that other companies do not get because of their government relationships. That's another way to look at it. But I am. I'm talking specifically as a fan of the place. I didn't want it to change. Yes, I agree. I mean, Disney has done so many right things. They're, uh, they're one of the biggest and best companies on the planet for a reason. 
and um, and uh, and also was and the, what, the amount of money they bring into Florida. That's the that I, I was just gonna that, say that yeah. the fact that that uh, the governor was going against the number one tourist attraction in the world brings in so much money to this country and to that state. Why are you going to war with this place? Like, let them operate as they've operated for 50 years and continue to have Disney World. So I feel hope that Disney World is not is going to stay Disney World. And with that, that's the end of our show. And I agree with you that the government in general, yes, the companies shouldn't have have uh, have their own their own government. But in this case, we love our Disney World and don't want it to change. So with- there, there, there can be a good blend between business and localities that can be uh, both mutually beneficial. And I think Disney has proven to be that. And DeSantos made a huge mistake. Of one of his many mistakes that he's made um, in this whole battle with Disney and his sort of anti-wokeness uh, approach to Florida, which has gotten out of hand. Yeah, I agree. So this at least yeah. Disney won. We get Disney World and uh, he lost with his stupidity, which I just don't know why he even went to war with them. It's so dumb. Oh, yeah. He's, the dude's got so much pride. So Ugh. much pride. Yeah, but except for except for the pride that everyone knows about. He's not <laughs> just not that not kind that of kind of pride. pride. He's very against that kind of pride. <laughs> Holy shit. That was great. Great stuff. That's All right, we're done. Best. This is yeah. the end of the episode. All right, we're done. Good. Goodbye. Bye. Stay hopeful. <laughs> when the world seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope. A light shines through the dark It's a hopeless show With Aaron and Rogan